And welcome to another episode of the Woods Water Mizzou podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Skeeter, along with me as usual, are Case and Cole. How y'all doing? Good. Howdy, y'all. Fellas, uh, not a whole lot of past action to talk about. Baseball team swept the season series with KU. Good job, fellas. Uh, That's all we're going to say there. Uh, (laughs) Basketball picks up. Campbell Ford, uh, not really going to go out on a limb and try to say his name and butcher it, but we got Jesus. That's right. S with the Jesus. Uh, yeah, what do you guys think about this pickup? I think he's I like good. It. Yeah. I go, mean, it's, it's, I guess it's, yeah, I guess it's easy to be, you know, optimistic in, um, in this point of the season. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely a depth piece. Um, I don't think by any means that he's going to be, you know, tying up a a starting five spot, but um, I definitely, I definitely appreciate it as far as depth goes. And it it seems like, I mean, kid's a baller. He has a assist rate is really high. Um, So he's big, but he also moves the ball really well. Um, Decent three shot, at least last year for your broke his wrist, missed majority of the season. And I think he's a guy that you know plays fifteen twenty minutes a night. So I, I like this move. Yeah, I totally thought Coach Gates was bringing him to replace Colby after Colby announced for draft. Am I wrong? <laughs> <laughs> might be, might be off. So people on fa- on Twitter thought that, but that might be wrong. Well, I mean, that's where we get our news and others. Everybody's right on Twitter, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, Twitter.com. Yeah. Twitter.com, the official news outlet of the Woodswater Mizzou podcast. <laughs> so we no, there definitely stuff. were some people upset about this move, and I don't, I don't know if we should be, should we really show that on there and act like that, you know, in front of players because that's kind of a, a rough welcome into the team. But I, I think this guy, if you look at him, you know what he is, he's he's a good player. He's going to fit a good role for this team. Six you know? eight, two twenty, coming off the bench. Uh, that's never a bad thing. I don't. And he's think. athletic. Super athletic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think we still have a few scholarship offers out there in the transfer portal, so we're not done. And we we still don't know exactly who's on the team for next year. So there's still some moving pieces in that. And don't get too upset over additions until we start seeing them play. Yeah. Um. I know Cleveland's the big one, and boy, his let's talk about that for a second. His whole thing's been wild. So he comes to Mizzou on a visit, doesn't post thing about it, goes to Auburn, posts all about it, goes to Miami, posts about it. But then it looks like Auburn skipped over him uh, trying to get Lawrence from Vanderbilt, and he's not in their plans anymore. Uh, so it's 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 been wild. It's been a really wild ride with him and where he's going to go. Um, some experts still say he's coming here, but it doesn't look like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's just it's interesting that with him it seems like a lot of these transfers that we've gotten in the program so far have happened very quickly and you know take Jesus for example wasn't even on the radar and we also saw that you know last year with a lot of the transfers and that there wasn't a whole lot of noise. So I don't know if this is just something a little bit different. Um I would say I guess the only exception to one of the transfers last year that came in was, you know, Mosley, of course. Um, so I don't know. He may be this year's Mosley. Hopefully he plays. Um, 
if he does end up coming here, but yeah. The saga continues, I guess. Yeah. Well, I said last week we were going to talk about the three common opponents in football whenever OU and Texas join the conference. And the way the scheduling works out from what I've heard and read, we're probably looking at nine SEC games a year, and you'll have three annual opponents. And the other 12 schools will rotate to where you play them every other year. So if you're a four-year student, you play at every stadium at least once. Uh, And so we reached out to Twitter.com and asked our listeners – what schools that they would pick for the common three. Y'all going to guess? We had 22 comments. What's the top school? The top school's going to be Arkansas, right? Yeah, it's going to be Arkansas. Fried um, bacon. Fried bacon. Yeah, fried <laughs> bacon. Um, I would say number two. Um, give me a hint, Skitter. Are we going with number two among among the uh, folks? Are we going geographic? Okay. OU. Yeah. yeah. Valley, that was a really easy hint, Skeeter. Appreciate that. Um, <laughs> just say, say what they're called. <laughs> um, then three, I'm assuming would be something like either regionally close, you know, geographically close, or, you know, we've had good series with so far, you know, the first 10 years in the conference. It was a tie. Uh Kentucky and South Carolina both had 13. Yeah. I can see both those as well, yeah. Vandy had five. Texas had two. And thanks to friend of the pod, Brett Sarver, Florida got a vote. Hell yeah, Brett. I do do like the Florida game. Man, the three annual's tough. And here's why I say it's tough. Honestly, me personally – as much history as there is with, you know, the, the Texas and OU and them coming to the conference, I mean, there's been some other really, really good games um, that have happened, you know, between our two programs. Me, for example, I think you ask any other kind of Mizzou fan, hey, who's had the best, uh, who's had the best games against us so far? And they haven't always been in our favor, but... That Kentucky game is circled on my personal calendar every year. I don't know about you guys, but. No, I agree. It's always a great game. It never goes our way, but it's always a great game. <laughs> it is always but, a very good game. On the same side of that coin, South Carolina is usually a good game too, but usually it we're is. the ones that come out ahead on that one. Right, um, right. So Both those teams know. have been really good for, really good just for fans coming into the SEC for Mizzou. Yes, 100%. And I mean, I do really like – there's been some great games down the swamp. Um, so I definitely – yeah, I can definitely side with Brett on that a little bit. Um, I also think that, you know, we've had some really good games against Tennessee. Like we, we beat them quite a few times. What was it back-to-back years, 50 to 22, 50, right? 50 to 17. Oh, 50 to 17, that's right. Um, yep. And – right I don't know, man. Like that, that would also be another fun one because – you know, Knoxville is a not a terrible drive from Columbia, and I guess I'm thinking of all this from my aspect. You know, I live in Columbia, um, so it's kind of 
you know, majority of Mizzou fans do. So, I don't know, Case. What do you think? What's your? Uh, you want my three? Your, and what yeah. I think? All right. So, me personally, what I would pick, I pick Arkansas because they are our nearest team. They're you know most geographical rival in the SEC. And uh, I'll be honest, when we came to the SEC, I didn't care about them at all. But man, the Twitter hate between us has been big. Um, like from Twitter alone, I don't like that whole program. So put them on the list. I don't like Arkansas. Second, I want OU. And I know that probably sounds crazy because they have whipped our tail in the history of playing them. You know, you pull up that wins of P like we do against Arkansas, it is not going to be in our favor with OU. I have but, it in front of me. You want to know what it is? I do. I know it's bad, but I want to know. Uh, OU 67, ties 5, Mizzou 24. Yep, I knew it was really bad. Uh, but I'm a Kansas City guy, and the Big 8 is really important to us. The Big 8 was our conference in Kansas City. It really pulled everyone together. Um, and it was a sad day when the Big 12 was formed and Texas came in and screwed it all up for everyone. So uh, getting OU out of that and back into this with us, I think that's awesome. It's trophy game. The, uh, there's a, I think it's the Peace Pipe, what I believe it is. But there's a trophy for that game. We need more of those. That's cool. And it's like a, an old one. Um, so I want OU for sure. That's actually probably my top pick. And then I get that third. This is kind of where I get a little wild. So you can, I looked at a couple teams, and I'll be honest, I'll even defend Brett's Gator pick because um, I am a Midwest um, a Midwestern sort of soul, and the thing we always do is we we vacation in the Panhandle of Florida. That's an extremely common thing, you, and especially Missourians, for my part. Every time I go there with my my family and my wife, um, I notice that there's always Missourians around us when we vacation down there. So we go to Destin, we go to Pensacola. Last time I went in there, moving our stuff, and I'm carrying bags. I got a, a Mizzou hat on, and the people on the other side of the condo they look at us and they go, "Oh." I'm I'm a Mizzou grad. Like, where are you guys from? Like, we're from St. Louis. I'm, like, I'm from Kansas City. So yeah. I can definitely see that because so many Missourians go to that part of Florida. That I think that's that's a good spot for us. Uh, you look over the games. You got, uh, like I said, South Carolina's always been a fun series. Kentucky's been a fun series. But I'm going to go with Vanderbilt for my last pick. And I'm going with Vanderbilt solely because um, they don't have a real true rival besides Tennessee. They're going to get Tennessee. Um this sounds bad for us, but we were one of the few teams they have beaten in the SEC in recent vintage. Um, they seem to have better luck with us than some teams. And I just think, as a Missourian, it's a fun trip to Vanderbilt. Or not, to, to, to Nashville. It's a fun area to go to, and I'd like to see that. So, that's mine, is uh, Arkansas, OU, and Vanderbilt. Skeeter, you want to go next or you want me to go? You go ahead. Okay. Um, I would say... I guess I kind of already hinted at it. Um, I would say Kentucky. Like I said, we've had we've had some really really good games against Kentucky in the past. Um, it's not a terrible drive. I think it's like a six hour drive. You know, to get to that's like I'm not gonna lie. That's one of the major factors to me is like if I'm gonna go hit the road and go to a Mizzou game, I want to be able to get like the most bang for my buck. You know, you know what I mean? Like the most bang for my buck um, when it comes to time off work. So Kentucky would be number one. Um, number two, I'm going to go ahead and say Arkansas because I think that one's almost unanimous, right? Like even though it's not a rivalry, you know, quote unquote, it uh, we've had some good games, right? 
Yeah, but number absolutely. three for me. Golly, it's a tear. It's a tie between uh, Tennessee and South Carolina. I really like the game against Tennessee, but I also really like the Columbia battle. I'm gonna coin flip. I'm gonna go ahead and go uh, South Carolina. Yeah. So for me, it would be um, uh, Kentucky, Arkansas, and uh, South Carolina. What? All right, Ski, you're up. Well, when I when I was thinking of mine, I was also thinking, how do we fit into that team's three? You know, like what would be best for them? Uh, that's where I see. Arkansas kind of fallen out of it for us because they have a long history with Texas. Uh, they've kind of got a, a big game with A&M. And I know the Arkansas, a lot of Arkansas fans are pushing for LSU, keeping LSU. And I'm sure LSU would love that. Uh, so I, I, I go against the common thought of Arkansas. Uh, we, we'd still get them once every two years. It's not like they're going away. But give me OU. We have 96 games if my math is right against them. Uh, South Carolina, the Marriage Cup. It's a it's a fun game. Battle of Columbia's, and I, I think there's some natural tension between the fan bases there, just from games. You know, uh, I just passed one, but yeah. They can, they can bring up the field goal doink, and we know what they're talking about. You know, there hasn't been that moment in the Arkansas series to me. You know, as far as the games, there hasn't been that moment for us versus Arkansas. It's more just fans not liking each other. Uh, and then for third, I'm kind of torn because, I mean, recruiting. I want to play one of the Texas schools uh, because you're going to get some, some Texas is a, is a huge recruiting bed. If we can't get one of them, then I agree with Florida. Uh, Brett made the point that we're tied in the series six and six and both have scored the same exact amount of points. Uh so that, that's kind of a little fun note there on that one. But I, I really like OU. And if I had to pick between the Texas schools, i say give me Texas. Uh, but I don't think SEC will, will give us them because they're probably a bigger marquee brand. And so they'll want the LSU versus Texas. You know, the OU versus Texas is definitely staying. Yeah. Uh, Texas versus A&M would be – a huge game for that state and amongst their fans. So, I mean, one of those two, I would be happy, but Arkansas is really not up on my list. And me saying that, that takes me out of getting a 40-minute drive to go see Mizzou once every two years playing right down the road from me. So it's not that I don't want to see them that, that frequent that close, but I just don't think Arkansas is a good fit for us, honestly. You know what? That's a a good argument with the there are three rivals there, so I understand that. I'm gonna cut you off there, Cole. Go ahead, go ahead. 
Oh no, you're good. I mean, Skeeter brought up one one point that I was going to say. I mean, if if you're not one that travels to games, um, then yeah, I I could totally see like going the way Skeeter went, picking South Carolina and Florida. Um, unfortunately, those are like the two furthest games away from Columbia. So you know, it is what it is. I think Columbia, South Carolina would be. I mean, it would have to be at least fourteen hour drive, just from like some quick math and. Gainesville would have to be about the same. It, um, I don't know, man. I feel like I'm the only one that I just, I don't really have any desire to play some of the old Big 12 opponents annually. You know what I mean? I know there's a ton of history there, and I get it. I really, truly do. But we left and went to the SEC, and now they're following us to do, you know, to come into the SEC. I feel like they should they they shouldn't have the opportunity to play us. Like we we took that jump first, you know what I mean? And so you know, they may have to kind of earn their stripes, I guess, in the SEC to to start out. I don't know. I'm just I guess I'm kind of rambling at this point. I agree with that point with Texas, but man, you give me a big eight school like OU, I I got to I got to no. see them. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it would be, you know, would be a good game, um especially they've since Lincoln, Lincoln Riley has left, they have not been the same. Like, not even remotely close. Yeah. Well, also think about this. OU gets a couple big recruits out of the state of Missouri every year. They so do. That's a very good point. I didn't even think about that. Them, uh, that can help us lock down our border. That's a good point. Yeah, you, That's you know, a very you good point. Yeah, you don't lose those Lee Summit kids anymore, you know? Right. Or Ray Peck or wherever the heck else they come from. I also do want to throw out we are six and two in all time series versus Ole Miss. So, hey, <laughs> hey, I just have got I don't even, I don't even dislike Ole Miss fans or Mississippi State fans. I mean, I got I got nothing for those people. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, I mean, I have I have zero desire to go. I don't play think about them at all. Annual, or a biannual game, I guess, you, in Mississippi. Could you imagine if? Lane and drink stay with each program for ten years. Then to going at it every now, year for that long, like that, that would might be, be fun good for that alone. That's a good point. That might be fun. It would they be. they seem to be buddies. And they seem to kind of like to you know troll a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But my my three is, would be South Carolina, OU, and Texas. Oh, in Texas? I thought you said Florida. I'm like no, writing this. I'm, I, I said if you can't get Texas because SEC will want Texas in the marquee matchups. Gotcha. Give, give me Florida for recruiting, but uh, the, the Texas schools, I would have Texas A&M and then Florida as far as that third one in order. I do like the uh, I do like the A&M one. I've been to a game down in Kyle Field. That's a great atmosphere. A pretty good fan base, even though they're cult-like. Shout out to Tobin. Um, he's the only true act. Well, no, another uh, one of my army buddies from down when I was stationed out of Fort Hood, Kyle Burrows. He's a, I think he's like a closet A and M fan. Closet. He was just saying he was a, he was just saying like he was an A and M fan to get at me. I guess he kind of grew up with it as a kid. But anyhow, that's um. Oops. Watching their midnight yell, I think they got a bunch of people in the closet down there. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a very good, very very good point about the uh, the recruiting part. 
if I had to choose the lesser of two evils or, you know, the one that I wanted to play, I'd have to lean A and M. No. You know, you said like you gotta look from their side, and I think that might bolster my Vandy pick a little more because well, look at Vandy. Tennessee, Locke, obviously. After that, who is it? They play uh, Alabama every year, and you know Alabama don't want to give that game up. All right, so that's that's two now. <laughs> yeah. I are we I think we might be the third. I don't not like we have any big games, Vandy, but like look back on it. They've beaten us. I mean, not a lot, but they've beaten us a few times randomly. They beat us when we were ranked, and that might be the biggest win in program history, like, for a hot minute. Well, I, um, I feel like Vandy, Kentucky, Tennessee, you know, just geographically, those three. Maybe, but Nashville's not a long drive from Columbia. Yeah. It's not a bad yeah, one. Plenty, plenty of folks it's make like six it. six hours. Yeah, plenty of folks make that drive. Hell, I made the drive from St. Joe to Nashville on a school night one time. I got back before class at 10 a.m., so like, it's doable. Dude, you're wild. Good night. That's insane. One of the Washington Predators game. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that is wild. And me and the wife drove down there and back. We had a class the next day. I mean, I would like the Vandy one. You know, obviously, they've, they've had a pretty rough history. It does seem like they're doing – I mean, they beat Florida this past year. Clark Lee's not a bad coach at all. That was a great no. hire by them. It was. It uh, was indeed. My brother they, lives in Nashville. I can see him. I'm sorry. Is Vandy a good what? basketball team? Are, are yes, they a good yes, basketball sir. team? Absolutely, <laughs> they are. I mean, no, but really think about it. They, uh, I think like three or four years ago, I remember AD went on some big thing about, hey, we're, we're going to be better, and everyone's like, yeah, sure. But uh, good football hire. Stackhouse is putting together a good program. Baseball's baseball. I don't know anything about the rest of their program, so I'm sorry I'm uninformed. Uh, but I think – I don't – I think we can still beat them yearly, but I think they're going to give people a lot of run for their money. Hell, they beat Florida, and we couldn't beat Florida, which is frustrating. Well, and, and basketball, you know, don't forget, co-coach of the year for men's uh, men's basketball. So Yeah, I don't know about that one, but uh, you are right. You know. I think my boy Gates is robbed on that uh, one. Yeah. Apparently, all I have to do is suck before conference play, turning around at conference play, and you're coach of the year. <laughs> I I feel like Gates got and this is a, this is a really old conversation we're having. It's not relevant at all right now. <laughs> I just I took us on a sharp yeah, but I I've got to get this thought out of my head. Uh, I feel like the reason he got it is because he was so bad for those first couple of years, and then he was mediocre this year. They re, they rewarded him for not being bad for being mediocre, and I'm like that's Gates was good from year one. He wasn't great. He was good. Like yeah, upsetting to me. Sorry. Well, I do want to say thank you to everybody that commented on there. Uh, we, I love the interaction with everybody on Twitter, uh, whether it be good, bad, indifferent. Uh, I, I like it, and I think it helps us grow our listener base. And so thank you, everyone, for taking part of that. That's pretty well all I got for Mizzou Sports. I did see where the golf team advanced to regional or something or another, so congratulations to them, whatever in the world they got going on, but that's about it. Go golf. <laughs> Go disc golf. That's right. Back-to-back uh, -back national champs, man. Let's go. Well, let's go ahead and rolling outdoors then. Uh, I know you all got some turkey hunting to talk. I worked again Saturday, so my Sunday outdoors was uh, mowed the yard, and then I went and played around the golf. There you how'd go. You, how'd you how'd you play? 
started off terrible and my buddy I was playing with, he's like, Hey, your grip looks a little bit off. And it was something I hadn't even noticed. And so I started paying attention to it and, uh, was doing pretty good after that. Like getting green and regulations. Knocking them dead after that, huh? Yeah. Good job, so, Ski. Thank, thank you, big Travi. <laughs> so we're going outdoors cold. Do you have anything from this past week? I do. Um, do you want me to go first or do you want yeah, go to go first? first? I got a long story. Well, I kind of do too. And neither yeah. one of them are happy. So I guess we'll yeah, just... <laughs> neither one of them are good. Uh, I'll go then. I'll tell mine. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So let me just tell, let me just, this is for our listeners. Uh, I was, I was determined to get a bird this, this past week here. Um, I went out Sunday morning on my property and actually on a, on my, uh, uncle's side um got permission from him and all that i go down there i'm sitting i don't hear anything and i didn't have a lot of hopes for this spot but it was close to my house i know i get there from work and i hadn't really sat on his side yet so i'm sitting there i don't hear a dang thing and i I, if they weren't here i don't i don't know where they're gonna be but um i sit there i'm getting ready to leave and a coyote pops over about 30 yards out um and i say what the hell Blast a coyote. Um, I'm thinking, hey, good day. One less coyote in the property. Deer are going to be living a little better. So, you know, take care of him. And, uh, you know, get my truck and head out. And I get a uh, I get a text about two hours later. And my uh, my uncle's like, did you shoot? Did you shoot something over there? And I go, I was like, yeah, I shot a coyote. And he's like, okay, well, uh, the, the, the neighbors are concerned you shot one of their cows. <laughs> and I was like, What? what? She's like, yeah, well, they just saw your truck over there. They they didn't, you know, they didn't know what you were about. And I told me you were my nephew, but they didn't, you know, don't know you. And they're like, yeah, I think they pretty shot one of their cows. And so uh, I had to explain explain where I was. They thought I was, I got into their property uh, and and shot a cow. So that was a fun conversation. Uh, never had not had that one come up yet. Um, so no, I did not shoot any cows though. Um, <laughs> fast forward another day, I'm out at my uh, at my in laws' property. Uh, I have got to be at. I got to leave this place at eight thirty. Got to be at work. It's the end of the month. I'm a salesman. Got stuff to do. I uh, I set up uh, my decoys. I sit there gobbling like crazy. Gobble 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 all morning. But they're late. They're getting off late. It's seven oh five, and they've been gobbling since probably six thirty. Still in the trees, and uh, I'm thinking. I was like, you know what? I can hear them. It sounds like they're going the opposite direction of me. I'm gonna get aggressive. I don't got a lot of time. I'm going to run a tree line behind me. I'm going to cut around and get in this cornfield out here. So I do that, and I get there. I can't find no damn turkeys. No turkeys out there. Uh, I sit there for a little bit, try and call. Nothing. All right, well, I'm going to get up. I'm going to head back. So I head back to my spot. I come into the field. I was originally where my decoys were. And what do I see? I see three toms flogging the hell out of my Jake decoy. <laughs> by the time i realize what's happening they see me and they jump off into the fence line so that heartbreak number one next day i'm sitting in that same damn spot that's where i'm going that's where the turkeys are at i sit up there i don't hear no goblin that morning i don't i see i see hens 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 similar situation i gotta be i gotta be home by 10 30 from the from this farm uh, we got a little thing with our friends. My wife hasn't seen friends in a hot minute. She's like, Hey, make this happen. Don't be late. Like, yes, ma'am. 
So it's about 9.45. I need to leave. I'm getting back to my spot. I'm in the tree line. I look about 60 yards down that way. What do I see? I see a Jake poking his head out, like poking his head out, looking at me. I turn, I take a shot. He flops. He flops and he starts running towards the fit the, the the back tree line. I get out. I'm just I'm hauling ass. I'm running after him. I know he's hurt because I'm catching him. And ain't no way in hell my big butt is catching a turkey running full speed. So I'm running after him. I get I see him get a tree line. I take another shot. Flops again. He flops into the into the tree into the, like the the thickets. So I go in there after him. Search forty five minutes. Never found him. I uh I I looked everywhere I possibly could. I could not find that bird. He has to be dead. There's no way he survived that. Um, I, mean, I don't know if he he's got small and got lost. But what I'm telling you, these are thorns and thickets up to my. I'm six foot five, and they were they were up above my belly button. So it was thick. Could not see the ground. I don't know. I looked everywhere he could have foreseeably gone. I never found it. It was a real heart. I actually called Cole after that because I had to tell someone because I was just heartbroken about that. First, you hate losing, you hate losing something you kill. It just kind of like you know wasted it. But also, man, that I don't know. I think he finally, I was. I, I thought I had gotten a bird. I thought like I, my journal was like I got the bird down. So that didn't work out. That was a huge bummer. Um, so I go back next day. Go back next day, same spot. This morning, the birds are going like crazy again. Gobble, 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 gobble. Um, four toms come out, and they are down the hill, 50 yards out, and they never get any closer. Um, on the way out, I took a shot one of toms, and I, I missed. It was, it was an awkward shot. I wouldn't make it, and I think that was my last chance, so... That's how I ended that one. I wasted some shells and uh, never got any birds out of it. So it was an eventful but pretty rough weekend for me. They're not responding to calls. Are you, what do you? What's, what's how's that going for you out there, Cole? Um, golly, I, good and bad. Um, I guess I'll start this by saying that you know I. Over the past couple of weeks, I've talked about how I've primarily hunted these two private farms. Um, my dad and my brother-in-law are hunting one of the other ones with me, and then the other one I have all to myself. The one I have all to myself just is a phenomenal deer property, um, but just doesn't hold the turkeys like I would imagine it would. So I said, you know what? Uh, we're all public landowners. I'm going to exercise my Missourian right, and I'm going to go hunt some public land. So I did. Um, called up our good buddy Luke Griffin, the dead gummit. He's in the transfer portal, but you know what? Siri, I'm not talking to you, you heifer. <laughs> anyway, um, it's on Do Not Disturb, and she's still answering me. Anyway, so I call up Luke, and I'm like, hey, um, you want to go turkey? And he's like, yeah, I'm actually on my way back from a visit. He said, you just drop me a pen, um, give me a call in the morning, and I'll be there. So we did. Linked up. Go out to some, uh, go out to some public land. And imagine, the, you know, you're looking at an aerial map, and you're looking at a horseshoe, right? This, this chunk of public is almost like a horseshoe, but turned 90 degrees to the right, where the opening is to the right-hand side. So we get in there, and uh, we access it via a creek bottom we you know get in up out of the creek 
you're in like that uh you know cottonwood elm maple you know river creek bottom type terrain you go a little bit further and this horseshoe is almost like a a ridge that just very gently um i guess kind of mellows out all the way down to the creek bottom so we get about a third of the way up of it and it's transitioning from your you know creek bottom river bottom type habitat to some hardwoods i'm like all right cool like we're starting to get into somewhere where these turkeys like keep going a little bit further and um i had said to luke multiple times i was like hey man like this is looking really good i'm just going to get a little bit further and then we'll finally you know see if we can strike something up so we decide to uh push it ahead about 150 yards further and you know i pull up my slate call Hit a couple cuts, you know, cut, cut, yep, yep, yep. About 150 yards away, a bird fires off. And this is 10.30 in the afternoon. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. You know, got a bird to gobble at 10 o'clock. You're in the chips. So we, not scramble, but very quickly find a place to get set down, get set up, pull the face masks up, talking over the game plan, who's shooting first kind of deal, because neither one of us got a bird yet this year. And I finally just said to Luke, I was like, look, I'm going to see if I can get him in. If you got a shot on him, take him. And so we worked this bird for probably, I'd say in total, first setup, 45 minutes to an hour. And what was really interesting about this hunt was this bird, you know, through hearing loss through the military, I've never been able to hear drumming, but... Dude, I could feel this drum. I could feel this drumming in my chest. Hmm. And Luke kept saying to me, like, I hear drumming. Like, I could hear him spitting. He was so close that we could hear him stepping on leaves. Like, that's how close he was to us. But he was just on the other side of this thick briar patch and would never step out for an opportunity. So the bird starts working away. And he's still gobbling, right? He's gobbling probably 80 yards at this point. Behind us is a little drainage. And I said to Luke, I said, all right, well, let's slip back down in here. We'll pivot around him, try and get either parallel to him or slightly above him to try and coerce him to think that, A, we're a real hen, B, you know, that it's it's a little more advantageous for him to, to come into us rather than working downhill because he's got, you know, something to come and look for. Pivot around him, and he's just gone tight-lipped at this point. I said, well, let's get up on top of this ridge. I see there's a little opening here. Maybe he's up there. As we get to the top part of the ridge, we flush a hen. And I was like, okay, that's kind of good and bad. I hate blowing hens off the nest. But at least we know that there's turkeys in here. So, as and we're hunting very close to um, one of the airports here in mid-Missouri. And as we're getting close to um, the area that I thought we'd start listening again... There was a jet that flew overhead that had just taken off. And as that jet's flying overhead, the uh, the bird shot gobbles at it. And he's, I don't know, maybe 100 yards away. So it's a, it's like 12, 1230 at this point. So again, we very quickly get set down, um, start calling. He answers. And after he answers, that hen, that hen that we bumped off the nest answers as well. So now I'm going back and forth with this hen. I end up calling her into about 40 yards, um, and then she gets in between us and the gobbler, and she's just going nuts. I mean, she just wouldn't shut up, 
And I'm trying to get her to come back into us to get that gobbler to follow her. So anytime she would, you know, call, I'd cut her off and, and yelp. And so, long story short, we didn't end up getting a bird, but it was a very, very eventful hunt. No shots were fired, but, you know, it was uh, still a good experience. Good to good to go out with Luke. He's a great guy. Um, really, really just sucks that, you know, he's having to leave the program. I know, losing our guy there. It's a bummer. Um, yeah, but it is good to get to hang out with him and got to get hunting with him before he does head out. He's a big dude, man. It's hard to Huge. hide us in the woods, isn't it? Yeah, I was telling my dad like fucking rough. I'm very uh, yeah, I'm very calculated how I you know walk through the woods and like I'll try and find a bare spot in the leaves to try and step so I'm not making a loud crunching sound. And this is no offense to him at all. I don't know if he's listening or not, but he's like hunting with a baby buffalo following you around the woods. Like he's just crashing. I'm crawling down through, you know, little nooks and crannies and he's just like plowing right through this stuff and I'm like, dude, I don't know how we're not blowing these turkey out of the woods, but you know That's why working. we people like me and him have to hunt so patiently because we can't fit this six five frame through the woods like that. <laughs> it don't Well he's like six six three forty. He's bigger than me. He's but I'm huge, saying it's, it's not easy for me. It's not easy. Uh, a tactic my uh, my father-in-law likes to use is um, make me go down and walk the creek bed, and then I'll just scare something up to him up top because <laughs> I'll make enough racket to get it up there. That's so, right. Yeah, exactly. That's a tactic we like to use. You do your own uh, deer drives then. Yeah, the s- well, Single-man deer drives. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's why the patience plan has worked for us because it is hard to get this body uh, quietly through the woods. Yeah. Well, yep. It was. Uh, he gave me a little bit of insight on his. Uh, I don't know if he wanted me to say or not, but maybe I'll talk to him. And yeah. Maybe when he goes to commit, maybe I mean, even though he's not going to be a Missouri Tiger anymore, maybe you know, he'll come on and still want to talk about it. Give his perspective. Be like, oh my god, this cold guy. He couldn't call a turkey worth shit, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never know. Yeah, that's he's funny you say that because like I was thinking that. I was like, are they not responding to calls, or am I just a bad caller? You know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, no, I mean, we got him to re- The fact that I got a public land bird to work into shotgun range at 1030 in the afternoon, I was tickled pink with that. That is pretty good. I'm surprised you got spot, to Just like, you know, e-scouting, looking at a spot on the map, I was like, hey, that looks good. Go in there, it does look good, and you strike up a bird very first time, couldn't be happier. Yeah. I did want to add, uh, this ain't really turkey related, but bless you. Thank you. Missouri Outdoors, uh, it's the month of May, so if you want to bear hunt or elk hunt this coming fall in the state of Missouri, the permit application is open this month, May, th- May 1st to May 31st. So uh, go to the Missouri Department of Conservation website to apply, and I believe they do drawings, correct? Yes. Yep. Absolutely. They sure do. So I got one thing I want to like, I want to promote, and I want to tell what I'm doing here. Um, I have the opportunity to go to Colorado uh, in a couple weeks and go to it really, I'll be honest, I think this lined up perfectly for my family. Um, my mom watches my daughter. 
she's going to visit some friends in Illinois for a couple of days. So my wife had to take off and, uh, it lined up for my work. So I could take those days off. Um, sportsman's lodge in Bellevue, Colorado is my wife's friends, uh, little hunting fishing lodge out there. Um, turkey season in Colorado rate runs till May 31st. And so, uh, that's their opening weekend is the weekend we're off there and for the lodge and we're going to go out there and, um, hang out, have some fun, but I'm going to turkey hunt out there. So I am just absolutely excited to chase a new type of bird. Um, I'm getting, uh, some updates of where they're seeing them roost at. They've got a little bit of property out there to hunt and all that stuff. So, uh, this is my first out of state hunt and I think I'm going to bow hunt because some of the places they're roosting are really close to cabins on their property. And if someone's staying there, I would feel uncomfortable letting a 12 gauge eat, you know, <laughs> when someone's trying to enjoy their peaceful weekend. Yeah. I think the, the schwunk of a, of my compound bow might be a little more tolerable. So, uh, I'm going to take that my, my, be my first turkey hunt for turkey bow hunt, be my first, um, my first out of state hunt. Terrain is obviously very different out there. Um, yeah, right. Yeah. I've never, I've never been out there this early. I've only been out there in the middle of summer. I'm assuming so, they're Merriam's out there, right? Uh, yes, exactly. Okay. So it's, it'd be a different species than here in Missouri. Man, those uh, are, they're gobbles so funny to me that, I'm it's not so like excited the, you to hear know, it. Like guttural kind of like gobble the Easterns have. It's, yeah. I don't know, man. It's funny. You have to take some videos of it and send it I'm to us for sure. I'm really going to try. I'm hoping to get one, hoping to bring one back. Um, and honestly, what we do out there, uh, I'm, and I know they don't sponsor anything, but I just want to promote my friend's business. Um, it's way up there. It's just just south of like Laramie in Wyoming, okay, across the Colorado border okay. into the top yeah. of the Rockies or middle of the Rockies there. Um, but man, you go out there to catch a whole bunch of trout, fry those up for dinner. I'm hoping to add turkey on that, and I can take my fan and all that home with me. Um, but yeah, it it would man, it would make up for how bad this this season's been for me here in Missouri to be able to take a bird out in Colorado. Yeah, that'd be awesome, man. That would be, be awesome. awesome. Do you know what elevation you're going to be at? Uh, yeah, they're sitting around. Let me look it up real quick because now I'm not so sure. I'm like, honestly, I mean, leave it in there, Skeeter, but I'm kind of embarrassed that I did that, uh, <laughs> that mimic of a Merriam's gobbler. It was fine. Well, I'm not, I'm not editing that out. <laughs> no, no, don't, don't. The people need to hear that. But. I'll, I'll edit out the parts where I sound re- retarded, you know. But <laughs> <laughs> um, it is it is fifty one hundred feet in the air. Okay. So that's not pretty darn good. Close to the tallest part of Colorado, but it is a lot taller than the nine hundred feet off the ground we are here in Kansas City. Yeah. Well, not her feet above sea level. Exactly. You're on the ground. Unless you're like, I don't know. You got a secret, you know, superpower that Jim told us about yet? Yeah, I'm just all floating out here. Just floating. Well, fellas, any any topics uh, y'all want to throw out for next week that we might be able to get some more fan interaction during the week to talk about? Well, I mean, we talked about this a little while ago and if this is something that we need to cut out we can but i don't know if you guys now that we're kind of in a a dead period um are you you know one to start reaching out to some fans and getting their stories and you know the outdoors and 
how they became Mizzou fans. Is that something you're still wanting to do, Skeeter? Yeah, I had thought about doing a segment that we call Summer in Front of the Fan, and it's where we can bring on two or three fans a week, just real short segments with them, kind of yeah. say who you are. Uh, you know, then we'll, we'll get into your Mizzou fandom history, and then we'll talk a little bit outdoors with you. Make it short and sweet, but get you on the podcast and kind of just hear the different parts of the state of Missouri and, and how the fan base is kind of built. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds cool to me. Yeah, I like it. Recipes, you know, sitting around the campfire stories, you know, funny or, you know, successful, embarrassing hunt stories, you know, favorite moments as a Mizzou fan. Anything you want to talk about, really? Yeah. yeah. Sounds fun. But yeah, that would be that would be my thing is, you know, if that we'll probably put something out on Twitter and then obviously those of you that hear this, um, so if you're interested, reach out to uh the, the podcast Twitter account at Mizzou Pod and uh yeah, we'll get you we'll get you on the books. And just to let everybody know, we are now doing video uh on recording this kind of help us flow ebb and flow a little bit better in our conversations but uh once we get this figured out a little bit better we'll start posting videos we have a youtube channel with a name already uh woodswater mizzou we also have a tiktok at mizzou pod and hopefully in the very short time we'll be able to start uh posting some videos and put some more content out there yep i think youtube's gonna be a big market because that seems to be what all my buddies ask if i'm on yeah <laughs> all right fellas well great show uh again appreciate everybody's input on on the common three opponents and i like the variety to it uh it's not there's not an obvious three i don't think and that's what i like about it yeah so were you gonna fix to say something there cole took a deep breath <laughs> oh no I'm always, my wife says the same thing. She's like, why are you sighing? I'm like, I'm not sighing, honey. I'm just breathing. <laughs> All right. Well, y'all, your turkey season's winding down, so I hope y'all can bag us a turkey so we don't have to call somebody off junior hunt weekend that got a bird to talk about it. It was very hard. <laughs> well, my dad killed one, so if worse comes worse, we'll have dad come on. There we go. There we go. All right, fellas, as always, M-I-Z. C-O-U. Go Tigers, y'all. Take care.